We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Q's Militia Podcast with those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. What's up, Q's Nation? Thanks for tuning in to the Q's Militia Podcast with Sean and Joe. If you like it, please share it. The universal handle for the socials is at Q's Militia. Go there, join the militia. We are the first Syracuse Sports Podcast centered around giving you, the fans, a voice. So welcome. Happy... Whatever the hell today is. Wednesday. October 23rd. Wednesday, October 23rd. And we bring you the FSU preview. And Oh, I thought this was the open. <laughs> this is the NBA no, open. What, what is the NBA? What, what are oh, you talking about? The NBA started yesterday. Whatever that is. I'm happy it's for the it. National Basketball Association. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um <laughs> Sounds boring. Uh, so, Joe, we've got some. <laughs> we've got, we've got some a little bit of Q's basketball news. We are just about two weeks away, right? Yeah. Yes. That's today, right? Two weeks. No, there's actually an exhibition game on. I think during the football game. Well, well, well. What do you know? How exciting is mm. that? Yeah, I have to have two TVs going at the same time. Well, some people aren't that lucky, but <laughs> I do believe that you'll be able to rewatch it on ESPN or ESPN Plus, possibly. So, so I Plus just it's an exhibition game again. So I just, yeah, well, whatever. But you know, for, I mean, it's fun to watch for those of us I'm... who were hyped about the Italy thing and didn't really get to do the Italy thing. Or watch right, 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 thing. right. It's exciting. Yeah, I get it, but I just don't think it. I think it. I don't think it supersedes a regular season football game. That's just my opinion. But oh, absolutely. Oh, I totally agree. But that's so what I'm saying. You do two TVs at the same time. Now you can always do a TV and a computer at the same time. All right. Uh, John Wallace is number 44. That's going to get retired when February 29th in the Carrier Dome when they play there North Carolina. Um, he'll become the 15th player to have his jersey retired. And the second number 44 to none other than the other one. You know who it is, <laughs> Joe. It's Derek Coleman. Oh, yeah. Uh, his was retired in 06. Uh, 16.7 points a game, 8.4 rebounds per game, and third all-time in career points. And it took some 22 years, which seems like a long time, but, you know, yeah. He, earned, he earned it, right? I mean, it's half his number. Exactly. So uh, it's better than 23 years. So That's congratulations true. to him. And um, this should be exciting. Maybe, yeah. uh, who knows? He was awesome. Oh, yeah. He was so much fun, man. That yeah, run to the championship in 96. Yeah, so. that was the oh my God. Remember, oh, Cuse is in the yeah, house. Yeah. Oh my God. That was, that was him. That was That's what got it going. So mm-hmm. um, 
Yeah, just brilliant, which was spray painted all over the ESM sidewalks, by the way, when I was in <laughs> high school. So that was, yeah. What was that? 90? Was it 96? Six. Yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, no, I was in 11th grade. Way to age reveal there, buddy. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, that's crazy, though, because I remember that. It was awesome. Um, oh, yeah. And some more basketball news for you. Raise your hand. Well, you can't, I can't see anybody raise their hand. So say I. If uh, you're real upset about Syracuse, their young team not making the preseason AP top 25, say, so, eh, there we go. Yeah, uh, the news came out. We're going to tell you about Crickets. it. Um, obviously, I don't think any of us probably should have would have expected that anyway. But no. it comes out, so we got to talk about it. If SU's on it or off it, then whatever. But whatever. Um, so long season, right? So. The stadium, Jeff Jeff Goodman from the stadium, he released his 2020 NBA mock draft, and he's got Quincy Guerriere on there going as a one-and-done 28th pick overall in the first round to Brooklyn. That's what he's got it as. This was projected. So Way, way, way too early. Way, way, <laughs> way. Obviously, way. I'm reading this, yeah. and I'm like, this is a thing right now? Like, we haven't even right. really... They mostly talked about his size and his athleticism, obviously. He's got an NBA right. frame already. But I'm like, man, I mean, if he's that good, then more power to him. But Well, yeah, and uh, like that's one of those positive and negative type things. Exactly. Because you hear that, and you're like, oh, man, we might have a one-and-done on our team. But then it's like, oh, great. Oh, man, one we got done. a one-and-done. No, right. Yeah. So, again, like I said, as long as... We thought Brissett was going to be a one and done too at one point, if I remember right. right. And the reason why I don't like this stuff is because I don't like it getting to the kids because then you know. Then they're showing off, man. Right. They're so showing off. Right. So I mean, which. But like I said, we'll see. Yeah, we'll we'll see, but I mean, to just get like to just have the recognition just in general is. Oh, it's definitely awesome. The hype is the hype, and you you know you roll with the hype, which is right. You know, kind of, it's part of it. It's what we do. So, right. anyway, we are going to get into FSU, but first, as always, I got to tell you about the good folks over at my bookie. Cue the music. It comes in. There it goes. Now I can talk about my bookie. Okay. Okay. Now, regardless of whether you've been betting online for years, which you know what you're getting into, or if you're a first-time better, which you should probably research and see if it's right for you, my bookie is the best bet of the season. If you're the kind of guy or gal who likes to bet a little and win a lot, try the parlay, for instance. If you like a couple of the big games uh, or favorites of the week, uh, parlays are perfect because they let you bet on multiple games together for a much bigger payout so if you're if you're gonna bet this season do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win than my bookie whether it be the nfl you got college football you got mlb playoffs uh, well you got the world series going on world series yeah. uh and uh you got hockey and whatever the nba is that's that's going on uh, so now is the time to get off the sidelines. If you really want to support your team this season, don't just sit on the sidelines. Get in on the game with mybookie.ag. And if you do it right now, mybookie will double your first deposit. Uh, just use the promo code CHAIR. That's C-H-A-R to activate that offer. That's promo code CHAIR. Double your first deposit up to $1,000. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Thank you, mybookie. And I am. there's a sponsor... Around the corner. We have a new sponsor set up around the corner. And we'll get to tell you about them 
next week. Mm. Yeah. All right. So your disdain for the NBA disgusts me. Really? Really? Pro- proceed. <laughs> It's funny. I just had this conversation with my brother last night. All right. Syracuse is the lone ACC team without a conference win. Womp womp. That's a a sad stat, bro. Uh, They they head south to take on Florida State this Saturday. Kickoff is at 3.30 in the afternoon, obviously. Not in the morning. Come on, guys. Uh, The all-time series sits at 10-2 in favor of the Seminoles. Syracuse's two wins came in the very first meeting in 1966. In the most recent, obviously, we all remember that one, last year in the Dome. Uh, Both wins, in fact, came in the Dome. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. And of course, you, as you well know, Syracuse is on the road for this one. Florida State sits at three and four, just like Syracuse, but they are two and three in the ACC. So nice. now as a uh, Sports fan, I always re- I always welcome distractions from the opposing team, and the rumor mill is swirling about uh, Coach Taggart. Uh, according to website Football Scoop, FSU has uh, engaged donors to about potentially firing Taggart, and word is Urban Meyer might be the top candidate for this job. This is all according to Syracuse.com. Uh, rumors, rumors, but. Still fun to talk about. Still a distraction for them. And the uh, 247 Sports indicated FSU had has um, had buyout discussions with Taggart's agent. So um, this is going to be the battle of the bad offensive lines. FSU is tied for 119th in the country and allows 3.2 sacks a game. 3.3, call it. 3.29. And Syracuse allows five per game. That takes sole position of last place. So, 
Yay. More first place. It depends on <laughs> yeah, which way you want to look at it. Yeah, is the glass <laughs> half empty or half full, Joe? That's the question, right? Uh, so mm. now the biggest threat, Joe, Cam Akers. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's running behind a pretty um, inefficient offensive line, and he's not doing too bad, five yards of carry. And he's a guy who can break away from some half-ass tackles. Not that we've yeah. had a ton of half-ass tackles this year, but we have but got run over a little there. bit. Yeah, they're there. And he's one that can just take that and gouge it, man. Gouge yeah. it. So, um, uh, Bla- um, Blackman is back. James Blackman is back as a quarterback. At least we think he's presumed to be. Uh, he started the first four games before being out with uh, sprained MCL. And he's uh, 64.2% completion rate for 1,316 yards, 11 touchdowns, five interceptions. But I guess there's a chance, you know, a little bit here and there, I'm, I'm reading or seeing that they might mix it up with the Wisconsin transfer, uh, Hornbrook, Alex Hornbrook, and they might sprinkle him in. Horny, yeah. Hornybrook, whatever. Hornybrook. They might sprinkle yeah. him in. There's a there's a, there's a possible tandem action going on there. So. Well, I'll tell you, when I, I that's one of the things I went back and looked at. And when you looked at James Blackman in Florida State, especially in, like, in the beginning of the year, uh, they play a game against Boise State in which they blow a fourth quarter lead. And Boise, Boise State's a pretty solid team. Uh, and they came out fired up, you know, first game, trying to change uh, what last year looked like uh, for themselves. Um, but they lose that game, close game, um, nothing to hang their he- uh, heads down on or anything. But uh, week two they go and they play uh, Louisiana Monroe at home and they takes overtime to beat them. Right. And again, James Blackman, week three, they go on the road against Virginia, lose by seven. Obviously, Virginia's a good team, too. So, But uh, when you started to see Alex Hornerbrook is when you started to see a little bit of a change as far as my opinion goes. And granted, it might be only two games, but he comes in and they end up beating Louisville 35-24. Uh, then the next week, NC State. <clears throat> then the next week, they go and they beat NC State 31-13. And we, we know their defense is pretty solid. So, um, And then Florida State-Clemson. Obviously, it's Clemson, so it's hard to gauge both quarterbacks played. Um, but to look at last week, it was shocking to me that James Blackman was the only quarterback that had played. So, I mean, in my opinion, I, maybe that's one of those things, one of those decisions that maybe the boosters or the fan base over in Florida State is calling for Tagger. But uh, it just hasn't been um, what they thought it was going to be. And obviously, Florida State, you have high expectations, and uh, these aren't going to cut it. <clears throat> and Again, too, also with Florida State, you know, they have a lot of that. I mean, they have better recruiting classes that we do. And with this Taggart group, we've kind of seen them kind of quit a little bit in the past. And that's another thing that people are worried about. And at this point, you know, that's something that you got to worry about. So blood in the um, water. There's blood in the water. There is blood in the water, but you can't take away the fact that it is a, a solid, good team. And they do have. Uh, you know, they've had better recruiting classes and they definitely have the size and athleticism and strength to beat us. Uh, but I think uh, coaching lacks a little bit and I think that's just been proven. And think- that's why you hear the rumor mills that you hear. But at the end of the day, uh, they still got a team that can beat us without a doubt. Oh, and absolutely. They do have, like you said, they do have the two ACC wins and they beat a team that beat us. They, they handled them too, pretty good. And we yeah. know how their defense is. So, uh, one thing though about Florida State is that I don't think they, their defensive front hasn't had a set or any of the linemen haven't had a sack in like over a month. Really? So, yeah. So, and also well, their defense is just big. Boys, so they, they're huh? big. They're big. They're big. But their defense they can is stop just, the run. 
yeah, they can. But their defense is just, it's just okay. So um, that's one good thing. The other thing is, is with the whole Taggart situation, isn't he in the middle of his second year? I mean, isn't uh, it? I don't know if it's second or his third, but. I thought it was middle of his second year. I don't know. Well, it <laughs> seems premature, but they, they're, uh, they're an organization and kind of like the history with that is, you know, um, they, right. haven't, they haven't had to wait around for progress in quite some time. So Right. Well, I think some of it is, again, like I said, the coaching decisions, but also, um, you know, I think it comes down to, like last year, it seemed like that team quit, you know, and when you, as a fan base or university booster, whoever, when you see that, that's when you kind of know, I don't want to say the writing's on the wall, but, you know, you got strikes one and two, and you're not far, you're not far away, you know, so... That's the one thing that with with our team that, you know, you see these calling for babers and trying to, you know, you can't. Our team isn't quitting. So that's that's one good thing to look at. You know, when when players quit, that just means they've lost all faith in the coach and yeah, they're what they're fighting. doing. They're fighting for sure at the end of these games, even against Clemson when they had just like no shot at all. They were still right. fighting. So not for anything. It's promising. It's not like some right. things we've seen in the past. So put it that oh, way. Oh, yeah. Right. We've definitely had teams lay down when they get start getting taken over. So it's put us in a position to win almost every week. And like you said, uh, Florida State, uh, they don't have a great offensive line. So, again, I expect them to probably give us a heavy dose of cam makers. And that's really the key in this game to me. Yeah. Is how we handle this running game. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah, I mean, they have Tam- Tamari and Terry out on the outside. He's an NFL receiver, six four, about two hundred five. Um, he's don't he's got pretty good stats, and he's he's a guy. He's a home run hitter, and um, he's going to be another guy. Obviously, we have to worry about off of play action. But again, I mean, you wonder if they're playing James Blackman because of the offensive line and because he can run. So uh, that's one of the things. Maybe they're in a situation that we're in where maybe Hornibrook's the better guy, but because they got someone that can run a little bit like Blackman, that's why he's playing. Um, so, again, that's another little thing that we do have to worry about. But um, that would be my main concern. My main concern is just stopping the run, stopping the run. That's it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because if, if we don't score, then it could be a problem. Yeah, and if, they, and if they do, if they don't give up on the run either, even if it's not working, if they don't give up and they just wear us down. I mean, we've seen how that's taken a toll on us against Pitt, for one. Well, yeah. So, um, uh, all right. Well, any, anything else as far as Florida State goes? I mean, here's the thing, Joe. When we came in to the preview for Pitt last week, I wasn't super confident about that game, and it wasn't right. terrible. I mean, I always come into every game – before kickoff, do especially doing the show, thinking, well, we can win because I do. I, I mean, why would you think otherwise? I guess I don't know. I well, I mean, the the opponents on our schedule are, like again, they're winnable games. So of right. course you want to go in thinking that we can win a hundred percent. Right, and like you said, we haven't seen them give up. We haven't seen them lay down, basically. So, right. you know, I like to think that we can go in and win this game. The one thing that makes me nervous, second to Cam Akers. Is the atmosphere, and um, yeah, but we don't even know what that atmosphere is going to look. That atmosphere has looked weaker and weaker with this regime. 
So it has been. I mean, they don't. Their attendance has gone down. The excitement about the team has gone down, while the expectations still stay up. Which I mean, right now, I mean, you think that what Syracuse fans are complaining about? I mean, it's got to be way worse down there. Well, their last home game was against NC State, and it was happening. I mean, it was. Yeah. It was. It was happening there. So I guess we will see. We will see. Well, after two uh, after road two, losses, two, two losses mean, in a row, coming back home, we'll get to see. But it's just that I mean they pack that place most of the time. But well, you're right, you're right. right. We don't know, and you don't really know what to, to what to think because again, there's probably some people that think Clemson and Wake Forest are the best two teams in the ACC. So to go on the road and lose to the two best teams in the ACC really isn't a crazy it's thing. A, yeah, and they kind do, of and, right, almost predicted NC already. State, who we've beaten, right? So yeah, so but again, like I said, this is one of those games that I thought was toss up all the way. Even if we come out and it's on offense and as ugly as we have with our defense, as long as we can kind of contain acres and not give up any huge plays, then we will be, I think in a position to win the game in the fourth quarter. Like we have the last two. Yeah. And that's all we can ask for, especially on the road. And especially after, you know, well, at this point, I mean, people have seen, you've seen what it is and let's now I'm kind of excited to see what kind of changes he's going to make. That's, and that's the thing. It's the unknown. It's exciting to see what exactly what's going to, what, what are the changes? What's it going to look like? We still don't know. My expectations are low. Oh, well, yeah, absolutely. They should be. I'm I'm going (laughs) to my stocking expecting coal and let's see what happens. But at least we're making changes so that some of these people that think, oh, well, you got to do this, you got to do that. I mean, if anything, it's going to it's going to prove either that, like he said, he didn't want to break up the continuity of the offensive line because that's what Babers talked about with this press conference. There's certain positions that you have to groups, especially that, you know, they have the continuity and the communication and offensive line is probably number one top of that top of that list as far as groups. So you want to try to work as a coach to keep the continuity and the same guys in there because traditionally, historically, they're going to get better as time goes. Now, like we talked about, um, it hasn't grown fast enough for Babers and it hasn't grown fast enough for the season. So you got to be willing to change some people up, even if that means burning some red shirts or sitting some seniors. And it sounds like now he's willing to do it. Now let's just see. It's either going to be, you know, it's a waiting game, like basically. Right. What maybe maybe it'll be better, and maybe it'll prove that basically they were playing the right guys, and it just is what it is this year. Yeah, but we'll just have to see. That's but, the one thing I'm excited about. Uh, right, and I like to think that the guys watching from the sidelines are hungry, and they're, they're, if they give it all and it's the same look, then it is what it is, right? So yeah. anyway, uh, so Syracuse opened at a 10.5-point underdog going into this game. Uh, I believe that was yesterday, maybe, I think. I don't know, whatever. Anyways, I put a poll out, and oh, I couldn't find it on my bookie, which my bookie, I'm very disappointed in this. I'm very disappointed. Yeah, that's I mean, really, really a weird. A little weird, unless I just missed something, but that would mean that Joe missed something as well. So, anyway. Oh, I didn't. It's not there. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, it's at what? 10 points now, Joe? Yeah, and, I, I just think that's the last the, I saw. The, yeah, the poll was ten and a half, and on Twitter, two hundred and seventy-seven of you voted, and fifty-seven percent picked Cuse with the points. So that's I, it. I mean, that's it. Yeah, I know, because that's a lot of points. Uh, but I saw some predictions that were like, you know, blowouts. 
So we'll just see. Well, Let's but look- I mean, I, I guess it's it would be different. Like that's almost that's almost the number I would expect from fans if you asked who's going to win the game without the points. Yeah, but I put the I put it on there. I put the points on there. That's what I'm saying. I expect that to be a little bit higher than fifty. That's I expected to be higher too. It's not a lot of faith, man. It's not a lot of faith, but I'll take I'll take a majority. Put yeah, it that way. Well, obviously, yeah, so, majority of I course. Mean, but uh, if not want, now, when eighty four, he said, "I am gonna go with Q's." Well, I hope so. I hope they come out with some fire in their belly. Absolutely. At Oil Q mm-hmm. says, "Q's gonna surprise everybody with a win." I, I did my best there. No, I hope so. Um, at Orange Faithful. I'm sure I'm crazy, but I will take Cuse in the points. Got to believe. I don't think that's crazy. That's the thing. No, I don't think with the points. I don't think it is, no. I don't think with the points it is. Now we can go in there and get absolutely blown out and look silly right now or later on. But, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, at Cuse Waterboy says, Cuse ML, LFG. You know what LFG is, Joe, right? You're cool. You're cool. <coughs> you know what that is. Nope. Um, uh, let's see. Was there anything on Facebook? I haven't even checked. Pardon me. I, my social media game has been bad lately, guys. I'm so sorry. My meme game is down. Mm. Everything. Mm, I know. I know. It's been bad. It's been bad. I don't know what. I don't know. I'm in a funk. I'm not inspired. There's only 46 votes on Facebook, for crying out loud. 72%, mm. 72% though, took Syracuse. And there's, mm, there we go. There's comments. Let's see. Uh, James. James. Yeah, that's better, right? Well, let's see. Here's the thing, and we can break it down as easy as this. There's less cynicism on Facebook, believe it or not, than there is on Twitter. And it's because most of these most people, people don't use have fake role. profiles. Right, right. Most people use their real names. You can uh, hide in Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with the way things have been, FSU plays their best game of the year. Wow. Boy, oh boy. FSU or? Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. F- with the That's way the things way have been, at. FSU plays their best game of the year. James. I can Come see on. it being best or worst. That's a good point, Joe. Worse. I could see the same thing. And that's the problem, right? <laughs> because... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, it's like we're either going to be really happy or really disappointed. Yeah, yeah. I don't see it being a huge blowout. I just don't. The only team that's really blown it, well, Maryland. The problem is they have the athletes to do it. That's sure. the issue. Sure, sure. But we got a good defense. I just, you know. I just trust. I trust the coaching enough to get them prepared to not get blown out. Watching tape, stuff like that. You yeah. know, I just. Mm-hmm. Yep. Brandon says probably SU here. Thanks, Brandon, for your your confidence. Steve says, there you go, bud. Did they suddenly find some O lineman? A QB change may keep it close. D can hold up, but need points to win. Well, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I don't dude, know about I the mean, QB change. To be honest with you, but. You never know. Uh, at some point, maybe our luck can change a little bit. And I'm not even saying as far as, uh, I mean, again, I don't think, I'm not going to lie. The offense has looked pretty ugly at times. Mm-hmm. Maybe most of the times for if you ask most fans. But um, I don't know how much better it's going to get, even if it does. You know, I just don't. I think people are going to be kind of cynical against this offense pretty much all year. I think the only chance we have to kind of turn this boat around is to start getting those little things back that we talked about, uh, you know, not doing the the penalties as much, you know, maybe getting a couple more turnovers and just one. And who knows, maybe getting 
putting some points up on the board on that stuff, you know, maybe yeah. not missing some field goals, those kind of things. I mean, Schmidt's already missed more field goals this year than he missed last year. So I know. I just so I just those little things. It'd be nice to just have that kind of those kind of things go on and the momentum and you know even if the offense is ugly and it's an ugly game, you know, get a touchdown. Nail your field goals. Maximize the points with your opportunities. Yeah, if we do that against Pitt, and, we could have won that game. Right, and I think that's the, those are the kind of the little things that we got to concentrate on to try to win these games because yeah. well, we those are the things that went right last deficiency. year. Right? Yeah, yeah, and we have certain deficiencies in certain areas we didn't have last year, so we got to make we got to make that up. Right, and just doing those little things can make up a lot of those deficiencies. Uh, what of the last two weeks? Yeah, it, absolutely. They're close enough. Jake's last last comment here, and then we'll get Joe's thoughts because he's such a pro at this. He's done so oh, good. Yeah, I'm so great. <laughs> Jake says, "Is ten and a half the amount of sacks FSU will get?" No, Jake. They can't get ten and a half as a team. They can get ten though. <laughs> so, <laughs> so maybe, but I doubt maybe. it. I doubt it. Eight, I eight, eight, nine. The I... last three games, they're not getting ten. They might get four. I would be surprised if we gave up as many sacks as we did in either of the last two games. No way. It's not going to happen. I'd say four. Yeah, no. I mean, that's pretty – pre- That's. I mean, I think that's – I'm good. not going to guess how many sacks we give up. Come on. You're going to leave me out to dry like that? Yep. <laughs> Thanks. You threw yourself out there, bro. I know. Um, all right. Whatever. <laughs> Moving on. Okay. Right, I'll pick four. All right, Joe. Now. Tent, what what you what'd you, pick? you can't pick four and a half, um, <laughs> um, ten points to Syracuse, Joe. Currently, you're betting. Where you, I mean, we know, but explain why. Yeah. We know, but explain why. Uh, I just think ah. I, I'm going. I'm going off of basically the last two games, and where I think majority of the ACC is is mediocreville, and. <laughs> You know, I mean, that's just not what fansville, it is. mediocreville. Huh? I mean, it's that's most of the ACC. Yeah, this is just another one of those games. And right. again, like you said, we can makers break some long ones or Tamari and Terry catches a couple long ones or, you know, the atmosphere is crazy that. OK, I can see it possibly getting like a Maryland type situation because we have seen it this year. But the the defense that I've seen since then isn't going to allow a team I don't think to beat them like Maryland for the rest of the year, especially with the, the teams that are on our uh, schedule. And on top of that, like you said, I, I don't think that that noise that's going on with all the rumors and, and the coaching and the boosters and the fans and all that stuff. I don't think that that's just, they're going to be able to just cover that up and play a perfect game. No, it's all just don't uh, No, It's a tough thing to do. And that's why it sucks when it comes out right before a game. Yeah, and you emphasize the fact of obviously you have Terry, who's definitely a monster as far as a receiver, and they do have athletes, but you're going to have to emphasize stopping the run and making those quarterbacks beat you with with throw. Yeah. And obviously they – I mean, obviously I'm not going to say their offensive line is as bad as ours, but it's not great. So, And we have a good defensive line, so that could be the, you know. We're like 130, they're 119. It's pretty bad. They're both pretty bad. They're both, yeah, they're both pretty bad. They're both pretty bad. Ours is right, so, the worst. Yeah. 
So um, it's going to be like and a lot of that's based on what how many sacks are given up and stuff too. Yeah, I think yeah, I think as long as coaching prepares them to stop what they need to stop on defense, and it's going to be a battle of coaching and the little things. Me personally, because I just don't think that either team is far and away better than the other. Does uh, and that's goes for a lot of the teams in the ACC. So how about Orange is the new slow it down a little bit? Does that help? Could. I mean, at this point, I don't think speeding it up's helping anybody. <laughs> I don't think so either. I mean, I don't. I'm. Mean, I'm just saying. At some point, if it's not helping, then you got to change it. So yeah. So you never know. I mean, I think it's about time to to probably maybe practice oranges and new fast and a little bit here and there, but implement no, it, implement you, it when it's just, needed. And, I think you got yeah hit hit them when it's timely. Yeah, exactly. If you get them, if you get them on, if you slow it down and you actually get them on a a play where you see some mismatches or they might not have the right personnel out there, and then right after that play you can hit them up with a hurry up and not allow them to sub out, and you can kind of take advantage of that mismatch. Sure, control but the game right a little now, bit, man. Control the game a little bit. Keep yeah, and in, in, in wear that defense out, man. Right. I mean, the point of that offense is to go fast, put the and points wear, on the board, right. put the pressure on that defense, and eventually wear them out. Right. But if you're going three and out or you're not scoring points, then That's you're doing nobody you're just screw you're screwing your defense. Yep. So, anyway, probably see some of that. So. Nah, I mean, I would like to see a little bit of it. I mean, like you said, Joe, it's timely. It's got to be timely. And at this point, it does because all the time is ineffective. Exactly. You're just exactly shooting yourself in the foot. So, all right. Well, that's it. And uh, we appreciate everybody. Pumped, man, can't yeah, wait. I'm, I'm really excited. I wish like this was a primetime game, by the way. If you want a primetime game, look, do not take this the wrong way. Primetime games outside of the dome. I love, man. I like watching my team like under the lights, really under the lights. You Under the I'm, lights at a good yeah, outdoors, yeah, atmosphere. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Something hostile. That pumps me up, man. That, I, that pumps me up. I love team, seeing my team respond to a hostile environment, man. There's nothing like no. shutting up a crowd, dude. If they respond. Well, I know, but I'm just saying, if, I, if, if in a perfect <laughs> world, in a perfect world, they're just shutting up the opponent's fans. Oh, Abs- yeah. Absolutely. Oh, so, yeah. um, But awesome. it'll be the middle of the day, so... Um, it's still going to be fun, <laughs> but it'd still be fun to watch. It would be nice under the lights, though. So anyway, uh, yeah. thank you to all of you who took the time to vote on social media and especially yes. to you who decided to take time to comment. I put that up there for you to vote and comment. Like, that's what it's for, just so you know. So um, we try to get try to get a little fan feedback for both episodes here and there. We keep it about a half hour, about a half hour right now. So we're good. So thank, to, thank you to all of you for that. Thank you to my bookie. Uh, thanks to James on guitar for Joe. I'm Sean. We're out. Thanks for listening to the Q's militia podcast. The fans voice with Sean and Joe.